Masechet Pesachim has been dedicated by Mr. Ike J. Shehebar in honor of his grandparents, Mr. Ike and Jeanette Bibi. We bless Mr. Ike Shehebar, who's been a sponsor of the Dafyomi for many uh, days. They should continue to enjoy success, health, and happiness. May his grandparents also enjoy much nachat from him as well as all their grandchildren, and may they only share in Simachot for the entire family. Amen. Amen. Today's daf has been dedicated by Mr. Sam Dom in honor of the rabbi. Today's daf is being studied by Nishmat, Rafael ben Miriam, and Abraham ben Esther. Ruach Hashem Tanichem Began Eden. Amen. We are starting today on Dafyut Tet Amud Bet, and we are about 11 lines from the bottom. The first word on the line. Urav De Amar Kegon Sheavda Lo Machat Tememet Vekira Bebasav. We're learning a case where we had a behemah of Kodashim that swallowed a machat, swallowed a needle. And the needle was tameh. And we were discussing now the status of what it does to the knife that they're using in the shechita. What does it do to the kohen? And what does it do to the basar? So the Gemara clearly said that the sakin remains tahor. The kohen remains tahor. And the only thing that becomes Tameh is the actual Basar that the Machat was in. The Kabbalah was analyzed yesterday, what was the status of this Machat? How did it become Tameh? So it was two different answers where the Tum'ah emanated from. One explained that it was actually Safek Tum'ah outside of Yerushalayim. And we have a deen of that Safek Tum'ah outside of Yerushalayim is considered Tameh. And uh, others said that it was Rav that... It was a machat of a tameh mit. What does a machat of a tameh mit mean? Became tameh from somebody that came in contact with a mit. Now somebody comes in contact with a mit as an av. They touch the machat. Now we learned uh, in the previous Gemara that when a metal keli comes in contact with a tameh mit, it maintains the same level of tumah. Therefore the machat is as well an av tumah. So the Gemara asks, And you found it in the Basar. Since we now learned, From the Pasuk that says, That we said that what? The Kherev, that's um, in, the, in, the, uh, in the person that died, has the same status as the person that died himself, as the, uh, as the corpse. And from there we also learned that somebody that touches a tememet also has the same status. So, Adam v'kelim nameh So therefore we have a rule that says, an avatum'ah has the ability to metameh Adam v'kelim. So therefore, why did you say the Kohen tahor? And for that matter, why did you say that the sakin is also tahor? So the Gemara says, Amar Vasheh, Zotomeret, Azara, Reshut, Harabimi. 
we must conclude that the Hazara, where this happened, that's the courtyard of the Bet HaMikdash, must have the status of the Shuta Rabbim. Why? Because we have a rule that the Gemara Sota teaches us. <coughs> Gemara Sota, which talks about a case of a uh, lady that was secluded with a man, and there's a suspicion if they committed a Mahaseh or not. So the Torah clearly says in such a case that she's considered Tema'ah. She's forbidden to be with her husband. So from here we learn a law. Safik, because it is a Safik, you don't know if she did anything or not. Safik Tum'ah, meaning Tum'ah in this case by the Sotah, you don't know if any uh, uh, immorality took place. Safik Tum'ah is what? Tameh. But where? Only like in the case of the sota, where would that take place? In seclusion, in a private place. So the rule would be safik tumah birshut hayahid tameh. However, safik tumah birshut harabim tahor. So therefore, we must say that the azarav the bet hamikdash has the status of birshut harabim, and therefore, in this case over here, where you're cutting the meat, we have a safik. We don't know if the knife touched the mahat or not. Maybe it did, maybe it didn't. Maybe the Kohen came in contact with the Mahat, maybe he didn't. And therefore, in a if he definitely touched it, Badai would become Tameh. Because an Avatum'ah is Metameh Adam. If the knife definitely touched the Mahat, Badai the knife would become Tameh. Avatum'ah is Metameh Kelim. The question over here is, we don't know if it touched it or not. And we're saying what? Tahor. So must be we can deduce that the Azara is the status of the Rishut and Abim. So therefore, it's safik tumah birshut rabim taor. That's what the Gemara says. Vehavale safik tumah birshut rabim mechol safik tumah birshut rabim safeko taor. So the Gemara makes a deduction. Ha birshut yachid safeko tamehava. Oh, you mean to tell me that if such a safik would have taken place in the private domain, are you telling me that we would say tameh? Mehdi, let's analyze. Hai ma'at, davar she'en bo da'at, lisha'elhu. Well, obviously this ma'at doesn't have da'at, doesn't have intellect to ask it. Any questions if it became tameh or not? Meaning, if your source for the law of safek tum abrishut yachid is from the sota, so it's got to be analogous to sota. What's one thing about the sota? It's dealing with people. Which means the people have da'at in order to ask them if they indeed became tameh or not. So therefore your uh, source, uh, your origin is a case where there's da'at. So therefore, uh, how could you learn from there that a safik, if the knife touched a mahat in the reshut yahid, you're telling me safik, tum'ab reshut tameh, what do you mean? It's different than the case of the sota. This ma'at of it doesn't have da'at, the shayel doesn't have uh, intellect in order to ask it if it was touched or not. And therefore, if you're learning from this, it's got to be similar. So Kazakhiran says, So Kazakhiran says, It's just an object, right? It doesn't have da'at. Ben Brishut Rabim, Ben Brishut Yahid, Sefeko Taor. So, therefore, in this case, it shouldn't make a difference whether it's Brishut Rabim or Brishut Yahid. So, why are you telling me, oh, it must be the Azaraz and Brishut Rabim? Doesn't matter over here, there's no doubt. 
So Gabbara says, no, there is da'at. Mishum, da'abe safik tum'ah, haba'ah bide adam. Yes, the safik does originate over here also to a person. Meaning, the she'ira is, did the person holding the knife or the kohen, did he touch the mahat himself? Or did the knife touch the mahat? So therefore, since it's not happening by itself, there's somebody guarding the knife. There's somebody that's there. There is a human uh, intellect there. So therefore, it's still considered under the same law as what? Da'at ishael. That she says, Adam, the bottom line in that she, Adam asukba. Right? There was a person dealing with it. If the sakin did touch the mahat, it's only because it was guided by a human being. follows the same rules of the sota, that if it was berishuta yachid, in the would be tamir, because it is considered a case of da'at lisha'il, which means, it's a little different in the, in the sense that by the Sultan case, the people that are, the, the, the lady that's becoming Tame'ah, she's the one that you can ask. I mean, she has the da'at over here. Here, the item that's becoming Tame'ah, for example, the uh, Sakin, the Sakin itself does not have da'at. But the Hadush is that since the one that is guiding the Sakin has da'at, so it was also considered da'at lisha'il. As the Gabbana says, Ve'amar Rabbi Yohanan. And Rabbi Yohanan said, to confirm what we just learned, Safek Tum'ah. Habba'ah bide' Adam. If you have a Safek Tum'ah that emanates from Adam, Nish'alin Aleha. Nish'alin Aleha, which means, Nashi, top line, Kilomar. Hajmina na litame'ota, kilu yesh moda'at isha'il. Which means we consider it as if that's that, since it's emanating from a human, and therefore it'll be Tamir. Now she gives a different interpretation, Nish'alim lebeddin. When it says in the uh, Gemara over here, Safik tum'ah babide adam nish'alin aleha, means you go to the Beddin and ask them, a she'ilah, what to do in such a case. And of course, according to our conclusion, the Beddin will tell them that since there was a human being involved, and it's da'at isha'il, it'll make a difference if it is Bereshut uh, Yahid or Bereshut now, even you have a keli that's uh, sitting on the ground, meaning it's totally, uh, it's, it's an object. Doesn't matter. It's still considered as that. Even though the keli, where the safek has uh, arose or risen, and bought that Israel. They don't doubt in such a thing. Ubo, lo ayadam osek shiim modichom uviobiyado. Meaning, it wasn't like somebody was carrying it uh, back and forth. Aval adam asuk betumash shiim nosek sheritz biyado. It was a guy walking in the street. He was carrying a sheritz in his hand. Safek naga bechli, safek lo naga. And we don't know if he touched or not. But the gabet the keli that we're judging, it has no doubt. But doesn't matter since the origin of that tumah is. From Adam, that's considered Da'at Isha'il, and it was similar to the Sultan case, therefore it make a difference if it was in the Shut Ya'id or the Shut. That's the first piece of the Sugat today, the, the Deen of uh, Safek Tumah. Next piece, the Basar Tameh. Oh, so what do we say? The Basar is Tameh. Has the Ma'at in there? The Ma'at is touching the Basar, the Basar becomes Tameh. So the Gemara is the question that was raised uh, yesterday. Hi, Basar. 
Did kishar b'may. Oh, we know for basar or for food stuff to become tameh, it has to be mukshar prepared with tumah with one of the seven liquids. Well, where was the uh, preparation over here? So the Gemara says, "I neimat it kishar bedam." Oh, you tell me what do you mean? Isn't the animal filled with blood? Can be ve'amar of chayabar abamar of yohanan minayim nedam kadashim she'enu machshir. We learned that the blood of the korbanot is not considered legitimate hachshara. Why? She neimar ve'lot ochelenu ala aretz bechenu kamayim. We said what you can't eat um, the uh, the meat uh, or blood. Right? You have to spill it on the floor like water. Only blood that is poured on the floor like water, that has the status of hechsir. But blood that is not spilled on the floor like water, meaning like basar korban, you have to catch the blood in a keli. Right? So that's like a dam of hechsir. So therefore, we ask the question again, how did this basa that you tell me is tamir from the ma'ad, where was the ikshir? Don't tell me it's the dam of the kadashim, because dam kadashim is not uh, considered dam nakshir. The elad it kishar bet mitbahaya. So it must be that there was a, uh, let's say the animal was uh, rinsed, Rashi says, shehud habahim, yeah, like a, a rinsing or something like that, with water. In the Bet Mitbahayim, in the uh, slaughterhouse, at the time of the uh, Shaita. So the Gibra says, That the liquids in the slaughterhouse of the Bet Mikdash, it's not enough that they themselves, Hakamim, gave them the status of Tara. Remember, we learned in order that they, we shouldn't Mafsid Kodashim. Right? Furthermore, Makshirin. That the waters that are found in the Beit Midbahayim also don't have the ability to be Makshir. And so back to the question again. Don't tell me it was waters from the slaughterhouse. That doesn't have the power. So he goes, Ve'ela de'itkeshar be'chibat ha'kodesh. There is a concept, chibat ha'kodesh literally means the, the love or the endearment of kodesh. Which means, Midrabanan, uh, the rabbis put a uh, automatic ha'kshira because... Kodesh is so hashuv, since Kodesh is so special, so therefore there's an automatic hechsher uh, on Enyane Kodesh. As she says, Hibat Kodesh Makhsharta, Labodi de Tumah. The Kaimala Mepirik Shenid is Hitat Holin, Hibat Kodesh Mesvela Ochel Kobet Tumah. This is a special deen of Kodesh. Hibat Kodesh they call it. That, that's an automatic hechsher. So the Gemara says, hold it. Imur de Mahanya le Hibata Kodesh le Ifsule Gufe. Yeah. You want to tell me that Hibata Kodesh has the ability to Makshir something? So, you want to tell me that? I'll tell you that's the Anyan to Posel itself. Meaning, let's say the piece of meat itself. To make it Tameh. Right? Now, you tell me that it was considered Yakshir and then for the Mahat touched it. Yeah, that affects itself. Are you going to tell me that what? That also is going to have the ability to others? Which means not only itself, but this exchange is going to also allow it to make others tameh as well. And as she says, Because it says, 
Uh, if you look at the words of that Beraita, when it talks about the status of the Basal, it doesn't say Basal Pasul. Basal Tamir. And we know the word Tamir means what? It has the ability to transfer to Ma. Oh, so you tell me new Hadush that we didn't know. You tell me that the Hibata Kodesh can not only Bakshir it the Anyan itself, but also the Anyan uh, others. Because we're basing that on the word of the Beraita that said, that Basal Tamir, that the Gemara is going to say, that's not so Pashut. That's not so pashut. Adraba, that was a question that Ishtakish had. And he didn't answer it. If that's what you're learning, you'll be able to resolve the question that Ishtakish had. What was his question? Sarid shel minachot. That's that she says, Yavesh shel minachot. You have, let's say, a dry part of the flower, let's say, of the mincha, that didn't come in contact with the oil. So you know the the or the minha is mixed with flour and oil. Let's say you have a, a dry part still of the minha that didn't come in contact with the oil. That's called sarid shel menachot monin bo rishon v'sheni. The question was, do you give it a status of rishon v'sheni or lo or not? Which means that item was not mukshar because the oil did not go on it, but it's still considered mukshar because of hibata kodesh because the minha is also considered kodesh. So the question of the Gemara was, do you count Rishon Mishri, meaning does it have the ability to metameh others, or not? Which, that was Shakish's question. On this principle of Chaybat HaKodesh Bakhsharto, for sure it itself becomes Pasul. There is no She'ira. She'ira couldn't make a Rishon to make a Sheni. What do you mean? If, 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 if you tell me over here, clearly Habasar Tameh, and the source of this Tumah is Chaybat HaKodesh, Mr. Kish, what kind of questions do you have? What's your question? Of course, Hebat HaKodesh has to put into porcelain also. Metameh. Ela, that cannot be the source of the Hekshir. Because if that was the source of the Hekshir, Mr. Kish would not have his question if the Minha can go to the next, um, to, the, to, to Metameh, others. So we're back to the question. How did the Basar of the Kodesh become Mukshar in order to receive Tumah? Gabara says, Amar Buddha Marshimuel, Kegon Shehaita Parash Shilamim. Okay, it was a para of Shilamim where the owners get to eat part of the meat. Since Korban Shilamim, that's one of the advantages of the Korban Shilamim, that the owners also partake in the eating. Uh, before you made the Shehita, you went and you took it for a bath in the Nahar, in the river. Veshahata, and then you slaughtered it. Ve'adayin mashket aleha. And still the water, which is when you slaughter it, there's still water on the, on the skin. That water fell on the basar. And therefore that was considered a hekshed, and therefore it was muksar from the water that you put it in the river. Now why would you put it in the river before the uh, korban, before the, before the sacrifice? So she says, uh, on the... Um, yeah, she says, yeah, Since the owner owns the ore and the flesh and the uh, skins, so he wants to clean them. Right? It's his, it's his uh, asset. So therefore, he takes it to the river before the shaita. He wants to clean it up because he's going to keep it. Now, the basar and the basar as well. Now, the Gemara in Betzah tells us that it was customary to give the animals a lot to drink 
right before shechita because it would cause the uh, flesh to separate from the uh, from this uh, the the, the or to separate from the basal so you could skin it easier. So therefore, it's not not such a far fetched thing to say that they went to the nahar before the uh, shechita. So therefore, either to bathe it and to drink it. So therefore, give it a drink. So therefore, that's how the hikshir took place. Now we continue the gemara. Nimset beperish. We said if the um, if the mahat was found in the perish of the animal, that's the perish. Perish is the excrement, mm. the waste of the animal. So I call tahor. Everything is tahor, which means of the perish itself and the basar uh, as well, the kohen, the sakin, everything. So the Gemara is older. We're talking about an avatuma over here, right? We're talking about over here where the mahat. Uh, came in contact with, let's say, the Tamimit, etc. So the Gibra asks, V'nehedar perish, V'nehtamayeh lebasar. For sure the perish became Tamayeh, that's not a question. Right? The Ma'ad is in the perish. Well, the perish technically is like a liquid. Okay? It's, um, it's nozli, it's, uh, it's like water. Oh, so therefore this became Tamayeh. So let the water, that's considered the perish, like water, let that in turn, Go now metamedi basar. Have the water that says tumah from the machat. Let it go and turn metamedi to, to make the uh, to make the basar tameh. So the Gemara says, Amar of Adabarahava beferish abba. No, we're talking about where it's it's thick the perish. It's not considered watery. Therefore, it doesn't have the status of mayim. That doesn't have the status of ochil either. Perish is perish, it's excrement. So therefore, it cannot be mitameh, not mitam, mayim. Which means, otherwise, it would be mashkeh, if mashkeh tameh, mashkeh tameh can be mitameh okhir. It would be mitameh the basar. So therefore, kamash mara, no. That it's, it's considered av, no, it's considered thick. It's dense, exactly. So therefore, it's not considered a, a uh, mashkeh. Now, Vashay gives that answer, what you're saying. Even if you want to tell me now it's considered a mashke, it's liquid. But what? It's considered disgusting. And therefore, what's considered a mashke we learned? Mashke is only somebody that's able to, to drink. This perish over here is not drinkable. Therefore, even if you want to tell me it's liquid. But, and it became Tamir from the Mahat. It's not going to be able to transfer Tumah to the Basah because it's considered mashke saruah. Okay, comes the Gemara and continues. Right, the way the Rishonim learned, Vafidu Shem Mashke Baalma Lekaralayu. Doesn't even have a Shem. Okay. Gemara continues. Tane Tana Kame de Rav Sheshat. They brought a Tana statement in front of Rav Sheshat. Sheretz metameh etam mashkin The sheretz That's the avatumah Is metameh the mashkin Can be metameh mashkin That would make the mashkin a rishon Now if you remember we learned that from a kavahomer Which means if a keli Right That has food in it we said right And the sheretz falls into the airspace and the sheretz can metameh the keli, and in turn the keli can metameh the food that's inside. Kalvachomer, the sheretz itself can metameh the, the keli, or the mashkeh, I'm sorry, directly. Right? If it can metameh through a keli, kol can metameh direct. 
Right? The shed is touching the mashkin. That's the first deen. Shed is metameh mashkin. Good. Umashkin metamein etakeli. If you remember, we had a shitan, the Braita way back, of Rabbi Yehuda. Rabbi Yehuda was the Tana that learned originally, before he retracted, that mashkin have the ability to metameh kelim, menatorah. And he brought a pasuk. That she brings us that pasuk, if you want to remember it. It says, Bechol keli yitma. Right? So he learned the word from Bechol keli yitma. That what? It has the ability, Mashkin yitameh, to make the Mashkin that's tameh, to transfer to a keli. Good. Ochli metameh eta ochlim. And now the keli in turn will be metameh the ochlim. And uh, she also quotes us uh, the pasuk for that as well. We'll see in a moment. And the orklin, as we learned, according to Sishitot, right? Orklin, So it comes out, let, let's, let, let's see what level you have over here. It sounds like you got to over here a Rivi'i. Let's start again. The Sheretz was with Tameh Mashkin. That's a Rishon. And the Mashkin was with Tameh the Keli. So the Keli becomes a Sheni. In turn, the Keli is with Tameh. makes a Shilishi. And now that Shilishi is with Tameh the Ma'achal. That Mashkin is with Tameh the Ma'achal makes it a Rivi'i. So the Gemara could have asked right on this point, what are you talking about? Where did you see ever... We're talking about Hulin over here. Where did you see in Hulin that you could reach a Rivi'i? At most, we saw the Biyakiba that said Hulin level could reach a Shilishi. The Gibbara is going to ask a, another question because uh, the Gibbara says as follows Velamadnu shalosh tumot besheritz. And from here we learn that there's three tumot emanating from besheritz. Uh, we need three. If you count up the levels that we just discussed over here, what are you talking about? This is not three levels. Count them down. From the Sheretz, it does with Tamir the Mashkin, the Mashkin to the Keli, and the Keli to the Mashkin, the Mashkin to the Ochil. That's four levels. How could you tell me then? It's three levels. So the Gibran says, fine. We'll answer it. Guz, Guz means cut. Cut one of them. Which one should you cut? Cut Mashkin Deresha. Alright, cut the first, uh, the first case out, Mashkin Deresha, the first case of the, uh, the shed, it's touching the Mashkin. Cut that part out, go straight to the Keli. Which means, say the goes, cut it out. So therefore, say the shed, it's touched the Keli. The Keli touched the, uh, the Mashkeh, and the Mashkeh subsequently went to the Ma'akal. Uh, very good. So you learned the Shilishi. No problem. It's going according to the Biakiba that says a Shilishi could become a Tamibai. Cholin. So the and it's consistent with the statement that says what? That says, Vilamadu Shalosh Tumot Besheretz. It comes again when it says, Adraba. What do you mean? On the contrary. You want to cut out something? Guz Mashkeh de Sefa. Chop off the last Tum'ah Which means It's going the same way The Sheretz was metameh the Mashkeh Start off like we started off And the Mashkeh became a Rishon That Mashkeh in turn Touched the Keli which was a uh, Sheni And that uh, Keli was metameh In turn the Ochel that was Inside Which means They have three also Who told you to cut off the The last uh, uh, case cut off the 
first case, Adraba. I'm sorry, who told you to cut off the first case? Cut off the last case, which is that the Mashkim will in turn metamedi Oklim. So the Gemara says, Guz Mashkim de Sefa. So the Gemara says, Lo Ashkehan Tana de Amar Mashkim metameim Kedi. Listen, so we haven't found a Tana that says, a Mashkeh Medoraita Kemetamea Kedi. Originally, the only one that said was the Biuda. And we know the Biuda retracted. So, therefore, we, we, we don't want to learn the case where you have to come up to say that the Mashke was Keli. Ela will come along and say, How did it happen? You had the Sheretz uh, that was Metameh. Mashkin. I'm sorry. Sheretz was metameh keli, like the first wife. Right? So therefore you get the keli metameh like that. The keli is metameh ochlin. Okay, which is fine, which we know that already. And now the ochlin is metameh the mashkin. So that's the three uh, stages down. Comes the Gemara and says, how are you going to remember this? So the Gemara gives you siman. Vesimanach naziyata. Right, exactly. What is Naziata? The way they brew beer. How do they brew beer? So look at Rashi. One, two, three, four, five lines from the bottom. Naziata. Seder matile shekhar se'urin. The way they make the beer from the se'urin is what? Uh, barley. Tehilan notin keli. First they take a keli. Veharkach ochel. And then they put the uh, hops in there with all the different uh, ingredients of ochel. The harkach mashke. And then they put the mashke. So therefore, if you remember the way they make beer, you remember the order of the sheritz. First, the keli became tameh. The sheritz was metameh the keli. Then the keli was metameh the ochel. And then the ochel in turn was metameh the mashkin. So therefore, we see manach Okay, so that's uh, to remember the the order how it how it works. Now, now, just to review one second the sources of uh, these uh, cases over here. When we said sheretz is mitamir mashke, we learned that already was from a kalbahomer. That we said mashke mitamir keli. That would be going according to the original opinion of Rabbi Huda. That learned it from the source pasuk ubchol keli asheri shateh yitma. Right? Then we said keli would be mitameh ochlim. Right? Because we said uh, that uh, from the word yitma, we learned yitameh, that the keli has the ability to mitameh the ochlim. The ochlim is mitameh mashkin. That was also from the word uh, yitameh. Okay. So, so you know all the sources of what was being said. Comes the Gemara and says now, Tenanatam, new point. Sheretz shenimsa betanur. Okay, you have a sheretz that was in the airspace of a tanur. The tanur is a kiliyahiris. Now, what do we know about a kiliyahiris? Kiliyahiris betameh meaviro. So, once the sheretz even is uh, suspended in the airspace, all the food that's in the tanur becomes tamer. How does it become tameh? The sheretz is an av. The sheretz's ability is only to metameh the oven itself. The oven becomes a rishon, and the oven now is metameh the food that's in it. So the food becomes a sheni. So the Gemara is going to ask, who says, maybe when you put the sheni in, 
will consider that the whole oven now is filled with shedits. And therefore, and therefore it's as if it's touching directly the food, the bread, and therefore the bread should become a Rishon, right? It's on a high level of other things now. You have to know what level it's on. So the Gemara says, Tenanatam. Clearly, it's a second. So the Tanur becomes a Rishon. Why did you consider that the Tanur will be filled with Tumah? Meaning, imagine that it's filled with Shedis, because once you tell me it's Me'avido, and it's Me'tamedi. The keli, the tanur, maybe it's because you consider it it's totally filled with sheretz. If it's totally filled with sheretz, the teve high pot, rishona. Then it's as if it's touching the pot. If it's touching the pot, the pot will become a rishon. So the Gemara says, can't be. Amar le lo We never say such a thing. Why? The Tanya, because we have a brayta. Yachol you call a keli metameim avir keli hayres. Let's say you have kelim. Kelim are in the oven, not food. They have kelim. So the Gemara is, do you think to say that when the Sheretz goes into the airspace of the Kedi'iris, are you going to tell me that the Kedim are going to become Tameh? Tamud Omar, Kol Asher Betocho Yitma'a Usmich Le Mikola Ochel. Ochel Metameh Me'avir Kedi'iris, Ve'en Kol Akedim Metameh Me'avir Kedi'iris. We have a Dirash. The only things that can become Tameh from the Avir of the Kedi'iris is what? Ochlim. Why? Because when it talks about Kiri Hayrits, it says, Kod Asher Betocho Yitma'a, and the next Pasuk says, Mikola Ochel Asher Yachel. Implying what? That only food stuff. Now let's analyze. From here we learn a very important rule. How is the food becoming Tamer? Must be, the Keli becomes Tamer first to make a Rishon, and in turn the Rishon makes the food a Sheni. Why am I forced to say that? Because if it didn't work like that, then Kelim would be Tamer. Then Kelim would be Tamer also. Why? Because we have a rule. A keli, and this is actually the, the, the source uh, of the rule, that a keli can only become tameh from an avatum'ah. That's the deen. So therefore, if, uh, if, if you're telling me that the sheritz fills up the whole airspace of the tanur, so it's as if it's touching the kelim that are inside. So why would the Torah say, no, only uh, food stuff? But not Kedim. What do you mean? If the Sheretz would touch a Keli, clearly the Torah says, the Sheretz can be metameh a Keli. From the fact that the Torah is telling you that by Tanur or by Kedi Heretz, Kelim are not metameh ma'avir, must be what? Must be you don't consider the Sheretz filling it up. Because if you consider filling it up, it should be metameh. Imagine you have a wooden Keli, but the Sheretz touching the back of it. What's the deen? The Keli is tameh. But here it's telling me, it's not. Because must be what? The way that Heres works with the Tumah in it is, it's metameh, the outer keli, and then from the outer keli, it's metameh, the thing that's in it. Oh, that's not going to work by keli. Because if you're going to make the Tanur a Rishon, a Rishon cannot make kelim a Sheni. So therefore, uh, we're forced to say that what? It does not fill up the... The Tanur itself. It does not fill up the airspace itself. Look at the top of the sheet. Kilomar. This that we said, the Ochil Amartilecha. 
Only by food. But if you're going to tell me what? That it's considered filling up the whole cavity. You have a keli, a wooden keli, or metal keli, whatever it is. It's from the, from the back. So therefore, if you tell me it's filling up the whole uh, cavity, so therefore the shed is if it's touching the back of the keli. Why are you telling me that the keli of the, in, the, in, the, in, the, in, the, in the hadith is not tameh? Ela wat? Ela shma mina? Meaning it's metameh the oven, which in turn is metameh the food that's inside. Now what do you learn from here? Very important rule that she says. Only food stuff can become tameh from a rishon. But a keli cannot become tameh from a rishon. It can only become tameh from a... This is the source throughout Shas, throughout the Talmud. Hi, Dashkehan, the En Keli Rishon, Metame Keli. The En Ochli Romashki Metamim Keli. Keli Alif Le'el, Mikadahom. Which means here we clearly learn the law of uh, how uh, things are able to transfer Tumah from one to the other. That she then tells us as well. Let's say a, a, a person. Let's say a guy is Tame, but he's not an Av. But he touched a Nivela or a Sheritz, which does not give him a status of Avatum'ah. He also cannot be Tame again. Rule. Keli can only become Tame from Avatum'ah. Now, Rishon can even be Tame, Ochlim, and Maskim. Right? That's why by the Kili Heres, I don't care if the Sheretz doesn't fill up the whole cavity. So long as it makes the Heres oven itself a Rishon, the Rishon will not give over to the food <laughs> that's inside and make the food a Sheni. But Kilim that are in there, once the oven becomes a Rishon, the Rishon cannot affect the Kilim that are sitting in the uh, Tanur. Even a human being that would not be a Rishon, have a Tum'ah, would not be able to transfer over Tum'ah to Kilim. Except there's one exception that she says. For example, it says, if a person touches a nevelah, a nevelah is a piece of meat that wasn't slaughtered properly, so there's a tumah on it, yeah? So it says, if the guy who touches it, he becomes tamay, he has to go to the mikveh. But it doesn't say his kelim, his clothes that he's wearing becomes tamay. What do you see from there? Because he becomes a rishon, and he does not have the ability to make his kelim, the clothes are like Kelim, a Sheni. So that's consistent to the law that what? Kelim can only become Tamir from a Ab. Unless they look at if Kibush Begadim. Right. And it doesn't say Kibush Begadim. Aval, Kabin If he's carrying the Nevelah, carrying is the exception. Carrying makes the guy Tamir as well as the Begadim. Aval, only the clothes that he was wearing at the time that he was carrying. But once he puts it down and puts on different clothes, again, back to the same rule. Those clothes will not become... So there's one exception where a Rishon has he built to metameh begadim when a guy is noseh a nevelah. I didn't say nevelah as a, a somebody, but in generally speaking, it uh, it works as we said. I continue Rashi. Velo metameh keli chos metameh met 
Okay, we have it, let's say, Tamemet, that's an Avatumah, right? Shu Avatumah. Bechin Adam no Matsinu no Tumah, Bechol HaTorah, Elam Avatumah. Human beings also can only become Tamer from a Av as well. And she gives you the examples. Kegon Ayedeh Sheretz, Nevela, Shikvat Zera, Va'al Yedeh, Zav, Umayinotav, Umidraso, Va'al Yedeh Nida, Umayinotav, Umidrasa, Va'yedeh Tamemet. All those cases, Nida, Zav, that's not only the Zav, what the Zav steps on, what the Zav spits out, the Tumah of Nevela, the Tumah of Tamemet. Somebody touched a myth. What sheretz? What all these things have in common? Avatumah. So human beings also, like Kerim, can only receive tumah from a av. Meaning a rishon cannot mitame adam. Can only mitame ad ochlin and mashkim. That's what you're learning from. From from this sugya you don't learn adam. From this sugya you learn the din of Kerim. Okay. And the fact that the Torah says that when the Kerim are in the keli heres, they remain tahor. Why? Because the way it's working is it's not filling up the entire cavity with sheretz. Therefore the tanur becomes a rishon to make the kelim nothing because a rishon cannot transfer. Good. Comes the Gemara now and says, Okay, this actually to the bottom of the, of the daf is a review of a lot of cases that we've learned already. Actually, all the cases we know already. And a lot of the sevarot, a lot of the logic was also mentioned in previous Gemariyot. <coughs> so the Gemariyot starts with Rav Hazda. Rameh Pisha Apisha. He brought a contradiction from one law that was said by Pesach to another law that was said by Pesach. Two, two different laws. Now, if you remember, just go back to our Mishnah of Harinah Sagan Kwanim. They brought cases over there of Basar that became Tameh on a certain level. Basar that became on a different level. And the deen was you can burn them together. Even though you're being Musif Tum'ah, when you're putting them together to burn them, it's okay. Because the bottom line, they're both Tameh. Then we brought a case of Shemin. Shemin and Shemin, they both have a status of Tum'ah. One's higher, one's lower. Bottom line, they're both Tameh. Burn them together as well. No problem. From there, the bimi'ir deduced. Oh, if you can burn these things together, so ne'ir pesa. When you want to burn your hametz, you can burn terumah tehora with terumah temeah hametz. Burn them together. Now, Rabbi Yosef came along and said, "What are you? What, what are you talking about? Enam and amida. This is not. Uh, this is not uh, analogous." And he brought. He says, and even Rabbi Lazar and Rabbi Yoshua. Uh, he says, for sure, by Terumah Teorah Vadai and Terumah Temeah Vadai, for sure they hold, you have to burn each one separately. There's the only Mahloket that they had even was by Tiluyah, which is if you had, let's say, Terumah Tiluyah, which is <coughs> pending, which is Safik, with Terumah Temeah, I dare it, Rabbi Yosha was lenient. But to say blatant Terumah Teorah with Terumah Temeah, impossible. You cannot burn them together. That was Rabbi Yosef's counter to Rabbi Meir in the Mishnah. Right? Citing the Mahlukah of Rabbi Ezra and Rabbi Yoshua and saying even they that had a Mahlukah on the subject was only by Tirumah 
Tiluya. But and no way can you burn them together. So based on that introduction, now we'll see what Abhazda's question was. Abhazda brought a stira from one law of Pesach to the other law of Pesach. And he answered it. And he answered. What was his question? Did Rabbi Yoshua really say Shtehen kahat, meaning, uh, the, the, the way we're learning in Amishnah, or the way we understood the Yoseh, is that he held that if it's Turumat Tiluya, with Timi'ah, you could actually burn them together. So if Hazdat says, did the Yoshua ever say such a thing? Tiluya and Timi'ah is permissible to burn together? Urminu Amar Rabbi Yoseh. Rabbi Yoseh said, He told Rabbi Meir, your proof of Tehorah and Temeah is not analogous to what Rav Hanina said. When Rav Hanina gave his testimony, what was the testimony? Right, on a piece of meat that became Tameh with a Vlad. Actually, the Gabbara said it was Vlad Vlad. It became Tameh. Alright, Shini. From a Shini. Shisurfim Oto. Right, and you were burning it with a, a dishon. Right, the basada became from an av. So the Rabbi Yosef says, Zetame, And no wonder you can burn them together. Because both of them are tameh from the beginning. Or shemen of terumah. That became tameh from a tibulyom. Which means, shenifsad betulyom, meaning a tibulyom is a sheni. He touched the shem and the shem became a shenishi. Shemadikin oto benishit la betamemet. You could burn it with oil that became tameh from an av. But again, you know why you can burn them together? Ze pasul. Right? The shenishi of tiruma is pasul. Veze tameh. Af anu modim. So he says, we'll agree to you. The analogous case would be what? You want to tell me on Ere Pesach, you have two Tirumot that are Tameh. One from a Vlad, one from an Av. They're both Tameh. Burn them together. I mean, that's as far as you can learn from the cases of the Basar and the Shemin. Look what the saying is being said over here. How could you burn even Tiluya with Temeah? Why? What, what's the problem? He says, Because what's going to happen? Let's, what is Tiluya? You don't know what Tiluya is. Safik. Safik Ta'or. Safik Tameh. What if Eliyahu Nabi comes along and says, By the way, that uh, Tiluya it was Ta'or. So it comes out retroactively, what did you do? You burnt Tirumah Tehorah, burnt Tirumah Temeah. So that was the Biosis contention. The Biosis was saying, by the way, for sure you can't burn Temeah and Tehorah. That's Vadaina. But you know what? You can't even burn Tiluyah. Because why? So what's the question of the Hizda? Hold it. We learned in our Mishnah that Tiluyah with Temeah, according to the Biosis, is okay. According to this statement, it's my well. Nobody's even going to tell you that's okay itself, which means make up your mind, Rabbi Yosef. In one place, you're telling me in Mishnah that Rabbi Yosef will agree what? Tiruma Tiluya with Temeah is okay. From this statement, it's Mashma. 
that according to nobody, even Tenu and Tenu, Matelu, Yahu and Tema is going to be no good because Shema Yavo, Eliyahu. So we have a, so that Fazdar brought this contradiction. How do you reconcile? Meaning, is Tirumat Tiluyah with Tirumat, is it okay to burn together according to Rabbi Yoshua? Or is it not? So the Gemara says, Umeshane. So he answered this question. Har Bishimon, Valibad Rabbi Yoshua. Har Biyoseh, Valibad Rabbi Yoshua. It depends which rabbi. According to Rabbi Shimon, the way he understood Rabbi Yoshua, Enechen Amet Tirumat Tiluyah's Mutar to burn with Tirumat. But the way Rabbi Yosei learned Rabbi Yoshua, Rabbi Yosei learned Rabbi Yoshua what? It is Asur. Again, he's answering the stira. We have two views in Rabbi Yoshua. We have Rabbi Shimon's view in Rabbi Yoshua, and we have Rabbi Yosei's view. You can have a mahlukit in how to learn Rabbi Yoshua. Rabbi Shimon understood that what? That according to... The Gemara is going to ask that question. The Gemara is saying at this point... That according to Rabbi Shimon, the way he understood Rabbi Yeshua is what? Vada'i a teme'ah and a tehorah, vada'i you cannot burn together. Because you don't learn that from the case of the Basar and the Shemin. The case of the Basar and the Shemin, they were both tameh. So to burn a tirumat tehorah and a pesah with a tirumat teme'ah, vada'i, no good because you're being metameh. You're not allowed to be metameh, tirumah. Oh, so what's the case? Rabbi Shimon will say, uh, at least you could burn a, a tiluyah. Why could you burn a tiluyah? A tiluyah is only a safik. So it's really, it is a side that it could be. Taor. Okay, mutar. I, we have another statement that's mashma, that even that's asur. So that's the way to be yoseh learnt. Now it comes again, now Gibraltar asks the obvious question in a moment. What do you mean? The be yoseh was the author of our Mishnah. And it was the be yoseh in our Mishnah that clearly said, according to be Yoshua, that tirumat tiluyah is mutar. To burn with Tirumat How could you tell me the opinion that says it's Asur is Rabbi Yoseh, while Rabbi Yoseh was the author of the Mishnah that said in the name of Rabbi Yoshua that it is Mutar? That's a question that I'll ask in a moment. Now, how do you know this is true anyway? Netanya, we have a brighter. You Dalit Shahaliyot Bishabbat. Okay, here's the case. Pesach, Ere Pesach falls out on Shabbat. That's your Dalit. So you gotta burn everything from Friday. V'sorfin terumot temeot teluyot v'tehorot. The Rebbe Bimeir. The Rebbe says burn everything together. Tehorot, temeot, teluyot. All this all mutar. It's going to become asur anyway. Therefore, you have no problem of being mosif tumave or not mosif making tumah. Burn it biyadaim. No problem. The Biyose Omer. Oh, the Biyose said what? Tehora b'fneatzma v'teluya b'fneatzma. The Bible says that everything separate, even the Tiluyah, separate. I'm not Rabbi Shimon. And on that, Rabbi Shimon came along and said, Everybody agrees, Rabbi Yoshua, Rabbi that what? On Teorah and Temeah, you can't burn them together. That's obvious. One is totally Teorah, one is Temeah, and what? You have to make sure that you don't. Which means, and No problem, burn it. Because why? You have a safek already over here. One is Vaday Tehora, one is Safek Tehora. Even in that, the rabbis will tell you to be Azar and be Yoshua. Burn it, no problem. Alman Hleku. Alatiluyav, alatimeah. 
that's where the makhlukin is. On Tulumat Tulia with Tamea. Burn themselves because why? Like we said, Shibaya Voyliao, and now he's going to come and tell you retroactively that Tuluya was Tewala, if we're going to have a problem. The Rabbi Yoshua Omer, Sheten Kahat. And the Rabbi Yoshua comes along and says, Since bottom line, it's Tuluya, you don't have a Hazakai that it is Tamer, you can even burn them together, no problem. Now, so what do you see? Let's just review over the point. From, from this statement, which was actually a Braita, you clearly see we have a machloka to the Biyose and the Bishimon, how to learn the Biyoshua. The Biyose says what? Everybody holds, you can't burn Tiruma, Tiruya with the Timeah. Everybody. Whereas the Bishimon comes along and says, no, no, no. That's where the machloka was. And the Biyoshua says, it's okay. Good. So that's how we answer the contradiction. So the Gemara says, you have one problem. They have Matnitin, the Biyose. If you go back to Al Mishnah, Rabbi Yosei was talking in Al Mishnah. Hmm. And clearly Al Mishnah said, What do you mean? I thought we just said Rabbi Yosei is the one that says, everybody agrees that you can't do it. So I can be the author of our Mishnah. So the Gemara says, This is what Rabbi Yosei meant to tell Rabbi Meir. Afilu Rabbi Shimon, Valibad Rabbi Yosei, Demekel, which means, this is a new way we're learning the Mishnah. When Rabbi Yosef came to argue with Rabbi Meir, he wasn't talking for himself. He was saying, listen, Rabbi Meir, even according to the way Rabbi Shimon learns, and says that what? That Rabbi Yosef is lenient in a certain case. Which case is that? Only Tirumat Tiruyah and Temeah. But you want to go further and say, even Temeah and Teorah, die. Even, even the lenient Rabbi Yoshua, according to Rabbi Shimon, didn't say that. So Rabbi Yosef was not talking. She's according to me, it means like this. It's almost as if Rabbi Yosef is saying, according to me, forget it. Not only can't you do what you said, you can't even do Tiruyah with Teorah. Uh, but even according to the lenient way of learning, According to the Bishimon that said it's okay, it's he was only matir teluya with temeah, not a tehora with a temeah. That's the way he learns the Mishnah. Continue the Gemara. Gemara says, Rabbi Yosef, Rabbi Hanina, Ramet teruma apischa. Okay, who's this? Rabbi Yosef brought a contradiction from the law of teruma to the law of Pesach. Umeshan, and he answered it. Me, Amar, Rabbi Yosef, Ashtehen, Kachat. Did Rabbi Yoshua indeed say that you could uh, burn both Tirumat Tiluya and uh, Temeah together? I mean, according to the way Rabbi Shimon learned, are you telling me Rabbi Yoshua you could burn Tiluya means Safik with Badai? Would mean we brought a contradiction from what? And we had this case. Habit Shil Tirumat Shilunat Ba Safik Tumah. You have a habit, a barrel. There's a doubt. You don't know. Is it Tahor? It's Tirumat, let's say, right? It's Yain. You don't know, is it Tahor or Tamer? It's called a Safik. In Halakha we call that Tiluya. Rabbi Di'izr Omer, If let's say it was in a public area, or let's say a Hifkir area, an unprotected area, what are you supposed to do? You've got to bring it to a private area. If it was uncovered, Because Rabbi Di'izr says, that just like you have an obligation to make sure Tirumat Tehura does not become Tamer, you have an obligation to make sure that Tirumat Tiluya also, does not become 
Tameh. So you have to cover it, put it in its Tanuah place. What did the Yoshua say? Rabbi Yoshua Amar, Omer, If it was in a private place, Bring it out into the place that is unprotected. And if it was un- if it was covered, he clearly says what? Cover it. Uncovered. I'm sorry, if it was covered, uncover it. So what do you see over here? Gerama in the Yadayim law. What is he allowing you to do? You have you have habit of Tirumatiluya. He's only allowing me to indirectly let it become Tamir. Uncover it, and whatever happens, happens. Put it in Mekomet Torfa, whatever happens, happens. But he didn't let you go and... Metamir B'yadayim. Oh, what do you mean? According to what you just told me, on Erepes you can actually burn with Terumah Teora. You're Metamir the Teluya. I'm sorry. Teluya with Temea. You're Metamir the Teluya B'yadayim. But here we only let you do it. That was the stira. So he answers. How do you say Very good. Now that we know there's two shitot over here, we can use them. Meaning, according to the Bishimon, that says what? That it is mutar to burn with He's the opinion of Pesach that says mutar. Oh, that right over there that says it's grama. That was his Rabbi Yosef. Whereas Rabbi Yosef was the one that was Mahmi that said you cannot burn Tiluya with Timah. That's because you're doing it biyadayim. So he'll say, but you could do it al yadeh gram. So therefore we'll say Harabi Shimon, Harabi Yosef. Comes to give it up further. Rabbi Lazar. Okay, now Rabbi Azab what a contradiction from one case of Tiruma to another case of Tiruma. What's the contradiction? Oh, Mishani, he answered that. What's the question? Oh, you tell me Rabbi Yoshua only holds Gerama? Meaning, in this case, what did he tell you? You can just leave it uncovered, put it in the Makoma Turfa, but you can't do more. Oh, does he hold like that? And we had this case as well. Habitual Tiruma Shinishbera Begata Al Yona. Uh, you had a habit of wine. Mm-hmm. It was on top, right? It broke. It was teora. Teruma, teora on the top. The barrel broke. What happened? And it was falling into the barrel beneath it. That was holin temein. Yeah. Now, what's going to happen? Obviously, it's going to ruin your teruma. It's also going to ruin your holin. Because now the Israel cannot eat this holin. Because that's teruma. That fell into it. Mm-hmm. In any event, what are you supposed to do in this case? So we said, Modin, Modin, be the eyes of the Yoshua. Both rabbis agree. If you can get a tahor vessel and go catch the teruma that's falling in a tahor vessel, of course do that. However, the imlav, let's say a tahor vessel is not available. You only have a tamer vessel. No, no, you cannot go be Yadayim and Metamedi to the man that's falling. Because by catching the Tamer vessel, what are you doing? You're being Metamedi be Yadayim. So what should you let it do in that case? Let it fall. Let it fall into the Holy Tamim. Exactly, be passive. Oh, Rabbi Yoshua Amir, Yitme'enna biyad. What did Rabbi Yoshua say? Go get a keli, Tamer keli, and go catch it. What is he telling you now? You can go be Yadayim. 
Right? <laughs> what do you mean? You just told me before. Huh? You just told me before, in the case we have Tirumat Tiluya, you cannot do it biadaim. You have to uncover it, leave it, make up your mind. Here I'm showing you that even Tirumat Teora, you can go mitameh biadaim. So he asked the contradiction from one law of Tiruma to the other law. I repeat the contradiction again. Why in one case of the Tirumat Tiluya, Rabbi Yeshua said what? Yeah, just leave it, uncover it, and leave it. That means don't do not tameh biyadaim. But in this case, over even said what? Bring a tameh keli and catch the turumat teorah. That's betameing it biyadaim. Stira. Answer, and we saw this answer before. Umeshane shaniatam dika hefsed cholim. Of course, over here it's different because if you don't save it, it's going to ruin the cholim. You're going to have a loss to the cholim now. So therefore, in order not to incur a hefsed in the cholim. What's the deen? Go even with Tamibiyadaim. In the case of the Habit over there, where was the. There was a. You have to do Matiluya, Stam. There's no loss to something else. So therefore, I, I, I don't let you do it Biyadaim. Matkif, Rabah, Matnitinam, Ika, have said Isim. Oh, what do you mean? You're telling me when it comes to the Mishnah. Right? You're telling me what? I should make over here two separate fires. Right, according to the way the Biyosheh learned the Mishnah. The Biyosheh said, burn the Tiluyah with one fire, and burn the uh, Timah with a separate fire. What do you mean? Don't you have to use extra wood now? So say, Hifsid, Ritzim. And we have the rule that what? Once you have Hifsid, he's allowed you to even do it. Just like you said by the case of the Yayin that was falling into the Chulin Timahin. And you said, oh, since you have said, Hulin, what is the Rabbi Yoshua saying? Go catch it, so he should allow you to do the same thing by, according to the Rabbi Yoshua, that said, it's no good. Why should it be no good? He should allow you to have said, it's him. What do you give an answer to that? Amal Abaye, they've said, Merubah Hashishu, they've said, Mu'at Lo Hashishu. Come on. If said, it's him. Now you have to use a couple of more pieces of wood. That's really not considered a hefsid. And therefore, we're not going to allow you to, uh, you know, mitameh together, to put them together, just in order to save on the wood. But the, 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 the yayin, that's falling into the chodin, that's a substantial loss to the chodin. Therefore, we'll let you even do miyadayim. So the Gabbara says, How do you know that we make this chinook between hefsid mirubah and hefsid mu'at? Netanya, habit shel shemen terumah. A habit of oil, not wine. Habit of oil. Teruma. Shinishbera begati aliona. Again, it was on it was on the high uh, spot. It broke. Ubatatona cholin temein. And on the bottom you have cholin temein. Same case as we know with the wine, but this is with oil now. The oil's on the top. It's toteora. On the bottom you have what? Cholin temein. So what's the din? It broke now. Now it's falling into the cholin temein. What do you do? Moder bilazer bi Yeshua. Everybody agrees. If you can take a Torah candy and catch the oil, the Tiruma, do that. However, everybody agrees in this case, let it fall in. Let it fall in. Do not bring a Tamir candy. Oh, what do you mean? When it came to the wine, you told me to be Yeshua said, bring a Tamir Keli and save it. When it comes to the oil, you're telling me, if you don't have a Tamir Keli, let it fall in. So the Gemara says, 
What's the difference? Shemen dira'ui le'adlik. Because she'll tell me, it's not a hefsid. What do you do with, by the way, terumat temea? Let's let's analyze what you do with it. You gotta burn it. You gotta burn it. Now, if it's oil, halakha says you burn it, but you could benefit from it. The Kohen could burn it and warm himself up to it. He could cook food over it. So therefore, by the oil case, it's really not considered a hefsid. Because even if you let the terumah fall into the hulin, oh, you ruined your hulin, I gotta burn it? Therefore, do not metameh. So the Torah hold it. Yayin namera uliziluf. Right. Yayin also there's a benefit. What can I do with the yayin? What they used to do in the olden days was on a good smelling uh, uh, old wine, they would take and they would sprinkle it around the, the house over there, and they, like uh, when they would when they would when they would burn it, they would sprinkle it well as well, and they would give like this uh, fragrant. In the house. So therefore you have over here a, a, a big uh, hefsed over here. I'm, so, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You have a little hefsed. Meaning the point is, you can still use it. And therefore why did Rabbi Yoshua say, Go get a kili tameh, because you're ruining the hulin. I'm not ruining the hulin. Let the turumah fall in there. Burn it, and just like I can benefit from the oil when I'm burning it, I can benefit from the sprinkling of the uh, the uh, the uh, the wine to give a smell. So the Gemara says, If you're going to tell me, come on, what is ziluf? Ziluf doesn't. Uh, that's not considered a, a value to sprinkling the uh, the wine. What do you mean? If you want to go buy wine. Drinking wine, spend one sela. And you go to the store, if they're selling drinking wine, guys, are He can only spend, uh, he has one sela, right, you spend it on drinking wine. However, However, ziluf wine, a log of it, you pay two coins. What does that show you? That ziluf is considered davar hashuv. It's even more expensive than drinking wine. Your ziluf wine, you pay more. Uh, so we're back to the question. If you're paying more for the ziluf wine, so therefore it's considered what? A benefit. If it's a benefit, it's not a hefsed. If it's not a hefsed, why do you allow you to go put a keli tamer to go save it? So Gebra says, behadash. Okay, we're talking about new wine. New wine, it's unzilufable. You can't make ziluf on new wine. Why? Because it doesn't have a smell. So therefore, uh, since now it's a big hefsed. Because what, what am I going to do with this? I can't use it for anything. So what do you mean? Just wait. Yeah, what happens to new wine eventually? It becomes old wine. So therefore, when it fall, let it fall in. It's new. Wait uh, however long you have to wait. And it'll become no old fiziluf. So the Gemara says, no, We don't want you to leave this around now. Why? Because you might come to drink it. Now you have and you're waiting around to make ziluf. Very dangerous. Are you allowed to drink this mixture? And then by leaving it around till it becomes old, it can lead to a stumbling block. So the Gibran says, What do you mean? The oil itself. You're letting the oil of Teorah fall into the Teme'ah. Till you get around to burn it, you're also going to have a Takala. So the Gemara says, No, we're talking about the oil. You put in a dirty vessel. So therefore, 
even if I don't get around to burning it right away, no one's going to come to eat oil from a keli that's maus. So the Gemara says, Ya'ayin namera mele bechli maus. Oh, so put the wine also in a kli maus, and therefore you won't have a hashash of drinking it. The Gemara asks a rhetorical question. Leziluf kaba'ele bechli maus vamele? Come on. The guy's whole intention is what? To use the wine for ziluf. You think he's going to put it in a ugly keli? Once he puts it in an ugly, smelly keli, there goes the whole smell of the wine. So therefore, let's just review what took place over here. The Gemara concludes in its original answer that what? Hefsed merubah. If there's going to be a great loss, then you can go mitameh biadaim. And that's why by the wine case, Rabbi Yeshua said what? Go take a tameh keli and catch it. Aye, what do you mean? What type of sin over here? I had ziluf. Now, first of all, ziluf would be definitely... Uh, something significant but you know what we're talking about new wine and we don't want you to stall and wait why because you might come to drink the wine and don't tell me that you can put it in a clima because uh, the defies the, 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 the whole purpose oh so therefore what's your only option you're going to have it in a regular keli have it in a regular keli but we don't want you to we don't want you to leave it around you don't leave it around, it's a takala. So therefore you can't use it freely for Zilu because it's a takala. So therefore it's Hefsed Merubah. Hefsed Merubah, go, go catch it. But by the oil, what are you worried about? The oil? Let it, uh, let it fall into the thing. What do you mean? I'm ruining the whole thing. You're not ruining it. What do you mean? Of course I'm ruining it. I have to burn it. You burn it, but benefit when you burn it. Benefit when you burn it. What's considered Hefsed Muat? Hefsed Muat, we did not let you do it. Be a dayim.